Hey, everybody. Before we start today's episode, I have a special guest. Uh, guest, can you uh, tell everyone your name? Yes, my name is Winfred. Hi, Winfred. Yes, would you be surprised to know that's a fake name? Yes. I'm here undercover. Don't tell anyone. Okay, Winfred. Uh, where do you come from? I came from an unnamed location, but you can call it the underground. Oh, come, oh, Winfred. Oh. But I've come above ground to find oh. food. How does it feel? How does it feel to be outside i mean i I'm, i know where you come from because it's a piece of shit cast in the deep roads now i'm here to live a normal life with normal people okay winfred um let's just let's just get to the to the bottom of it why are you here what, what, what are we gonna talk about i'm here because i hope to make money i'm here because i hope to use you oh Oh, okay, that's, you know what, at least you're blunt. I will become the next podcasting star and rise. But first, I will tell you. Uh, about Audible? About Audible. Oh, good, thank Christ. Yes. All right, what Much like the darkspawn flesh I ate before arriving here, you too can suckle on the beast. <laughs> All you need to do is go to enchantmentcast.com slash audible. I'm so, you know what, you so, you've acclimated so quickly for being underground all those years. You know, darkspawn flesh, when you eat it, it feels a lot like you're listening to an audiobook. Yes. Uh, can you and tell you us? you can feel that too. Oh, oh, can I? Yes. Oh, it's so, um, audiobooks. What kind of audiobooks do you listen to? Would you like to know? Winfred? You know, I would tell you, but I don't want you to know Winfred's secrets. Hello and welcome to Enchantment, a Dragon Age Let's Play podcast. I'm Brandon. And I'm Manny. And this is episode three. We are continuing with Talia's adventures through Kirkwall. And last we saw her, she met up with Gamlin, who gambled his way to poverty. Who I'm pretty sure smells like cigarettes and like, I don't know, just shame. <laughs> we all know the smell. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, when someone's a disgusting person. He's not from Vegas. Like, he goes to, like... He goes to he, Vegas. You no, know, he doesn't go to Vegas. He's oh. from Atlantic City. Oh. And, and like, he, he, like, he goes to the strip joints and the casino, but not, like, a good casino like Tropicana. It's, yeah. like, a shitty But he casino. started in a really nice hotel. Yes. And then suddenly, like, days went by, and he never wanted to leave, and he had to give up the hotel and, until, at the end of his stay, he was putting pennies into the slot machine. And telling everyone about how he's such a noble. It's like the smell of a bar in the middle of nowhere, America. The odor. Not a nice bar. It's not a nice bar. It's like where, like, I don't know. It's like the bar across the street. It's like, the, imagine like a really nice bar and across the street is like. A dingy. We don't go there. Oh, I know what it smells like. There is a disgusting motel <laughs> by where we live. And I actually had a dream about it recently. And about the motel. About the motel. The one that has radio ads where it's like, you can have a beautiful night with you and your spouse oh. here at the motel. Oh, no, no. It's, I don't even think it has advertisements because oh, no one goes in. Because there is that motel, too. Oh, no. I'm, I'm talking about the one that's like, it looks abandoned. The one that's like really close to here? It's, it's not that. It's close to us. Okay. 
I'll tell you which one it is because I don't want to shit mouth a, ho- a motel. <laughs> Maybe they'll get more business. Maybe, but I've seen pictures. Like there's, I need a cheap hotel. There's there's fucking lice in it and like fleas, really, and blood stains. Oh, so and I think someone got shot there recently. <gasps> no, that's awful. I know it's it's a disgusting hotel motel, and that's what it's that's what gambling smells. That's like. what gambling's like. And uh, Talia has agreed to a year of crime she's not gonna be who agrees to a year it's like i'm agreeing to this be a criminal this is the only way she could get into the city manny it's life or death you you're you know what you're doing right now you're giving you're, you're giving gangs a good name now she's not in a gang she's not in a gang but this is how gangs start <laughs> you start you say maybe i'll do something naughty here maybe it's a gang there. like like come on gang they're not the fucking mystery thing <laughs> <laughs> well she's part of the smugglers uh, led by, I believe, a Thenril. And uh, she's going to have to do this for a year in order to sort of earn her spot in Kirkwall. We actually don't play through that year because we're about to start up again with our dwarven friend narrating the game, but he narrates our way through this year and into the next scene. Thus began the champion's first year in Kirkwall. Word arrived from across the sea that the hero... Immigrant! <laughs> ...the blight... Oh, already? Oh, wait, was that the year? Kirkwall was the champion's home now. Made a name for herself in the underworld. It was a busy year in the city. That's when the Kunari landed. Whoa. Great storm oh, caught their ship and left hundreds of warriors stranded in the city, waiting to return home. All right, so it's a sequel. That's also when the trouble began with the mages. The Templars had become very powerful under Knight Commander Meredith. But, most importantly, that's when I first met the champion. So after their year of serving as smugglers, Talia and Bethany decide to stay in Kirkwall, and the blight is over, but they're still here. I mean, what what else can they do? This is their home. This is their home now. It's been a year. They can't just be like, oh, I've got to go back home to Ferelden. But even then, like, yeah, like they used to live in Lothering, but they had to abandon it because it was destroyed. So it's not like they can just go back. Exactly. Where are they going to Where are they gonna stay? Flemeth's hut? <laughs> They're going to stay in Denerim? Denerim's a piece of shit anyway. And they still have to deliver her, like, amulet. Exactly. So they, they, they still have debts to pay in Kirkwall. They kind of screwed up as far as that goes. But we pick back up looking at the loading screen and getting ready to take control. This one's much more, like, narratively different. It seems... Oh, I love it, though. We start off a new scene with this guy sitting on the side of this walkway, and right by him walks this woman in and really like, ornate Very gear. spiky... Yeah. Uh, like, uh, armor. Armor. Yeah. Like, if she could, like, headbutt you, she'd stab you. <laughs> yeah, she has a really, like, intricate helmet and armor situation going on, and she gives him this dirty look. Uh, but there's really no time to dwell on this because up comes Talia and Bethany walking with a dwarf that we've never met. And it's not the dwarf from the intro oh, that's no, it's narrating. A dwarf. It's someone else. But he's upset and they're talking about some expedition. You know how many people want to hire onto this expedition? We heard you're going into the deep roads. How many? How many deep road trips? You're too late. Already done. This is a sort of venture that can make a man for life. Who's that? Bartrand. Get to know us. Get to know us, Bartrand. I'll buy you a drink before we head into the deep roads. Everyone wins. Mm-hmm. Get in line, human. Half of Kirkwall wants to be my best friend right now. 
Whoa, excuse you. Quick way out of the slums, right? Find another meal ticket. What are we supposed to do now? Just relax. Don't worry, Bethany. I won't let any big bad She has such a you. clear character. A and look at her new armor, too, after the year. Find me. The best I can hope is to be locked away for the rest of my life. If they don't kill me outright. Oh my gosh. We need coin. We've been here a year and you've been fine. Maybe Gamlin knows someone who can talk to Bartram for us. We're hearing a lot about this expedition. It seems like this guy, whose name is Bartrand, he's running this expedition into the Deep Roads, which is our favorite place. Oh, God. I can't... We just we just talked to someone who escaped the Deep Roads. I, uh, yes. And you know what? <laughs> I don't want to go there now. Yeah. I don't want to go there. I don't want to go to the Deep Roads. Everyone who comes out of there is, piece of sh is, is either crazy, a cannibal, or both. Yeah. They seem to see this Deep Roads expedition as their meal ticket. They keep talking about how they need to go into the deep roads or else Bethany is not going to like be safe enough in here with all the Templars running around. They they think, well, maybe Gamlin can convince Bartrand to take them on because Bartrand is not too keen on it. Isn't there anyone else? Yeah, I feel like after a year, we're probably done with Gamlin. Yeah. Our uncle's not exactly the most reliable. I like her armor now. Yeah. He's all we've got. Mm -hmm. Make us save us. We might as well ask. Is that Sandal? We'll do. Where? I swear that was Sandal behind her. For a brief moment during this conversation, you just see Sandal over Bethany's shoulder while Bethany is talking. I'm sure it's just an accident. <laughs> yeah, they just happen to import his model from Dragon Age Origins. It's, it's, they got lacy and, <laughs> and, and like, put him in there. It was like, oh, instead of trying to make new people, just put the Dragon Age Origins yeah, characters in. Just mix them in there. <laughs> like all of the NPCs <laughs> in the game are pivotal Dragon Age Origins characters. It's like, Loghain, what are you doing here? And just like, I just came back from the bar and had a wonderful time. <laughs> just go to the brothel. <laughs> And it's like, mother, <laughs> it's just like a priest. It's <laughs> like, yeah, I love, <laughs> I love all the pictures here. <laughs> I kind of want, could someone create that? Could someone create a version of Dragon Age 2 with just reusable, like, character models? But they're not their actual characters. <laughs> they're all, like, the exact opposite of what they would do. Yeah. Um. So that that must be what's happening. But... Right after this, uh, Talia and Bethany walk off, and Talia gets bumped by the guy sitting on the side of the walkway that we saw from before. He's gonna be our friend. Oh. Hey! He definitely just stole from us. So this red-haired menace yeah. takes from us. What 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 kind of city is this, Brandon? <laughs> I know this is supposed to be High Town. Yeah, High Town. This is supposed to be the rich area. High Town, this is a high lie. This is disgusting. That was amazing. Thank you. Uh so as this man's running away, a crossbow bolt gets shot at him from this anonymous person. Oh! oh, oh Never mind, shit. he's not gonna be our friend. He's oh. gonna be our friend. It turns out the person who shot this crossbow bolt is the man telling this whole story to begin with. Oh. Yeah, it's yeah. all coming together. Well, you know what? You know what's bothering me, Brandon? What? How does he know how the first half of my story went? Because we must have told him. Well, maybe. How do you know about this story? You, you didn't live it either. You know what? That's true. That is also true. <laughs> however, however, I'm not going to trust everything 100% he said because- So do you think he's an like, unreliable narrator? Because it's like a, it's like a game of phone call. It's like we telephone te of telephone, and and he's gonna you know, go around. 
go yeah. bump around some things. So, it must be. Yeah. So do you think Bethany's hair is actually much better? Oh my god. And but because he doesn't like her hair, he tells it as if it's the worst hair ever. <laughs> And then, like, after, like, this all happens, and, like, Bethany finds out, be like, how dare you? And, like, like the, the lady who's who's interrogating him, yeah. and, like, meets Bethany. He's like, oh, I thought your hair was worse than what he explained. And she'd be like, god damn it! I know you hate me, but you can at least tell the truth about my glorious hair. Or it's reversed. <laughs> Talia has the shitty hair, and she has Talia's Like, I hair. couldn't give Talia shitty hair. She's the main character. <laughs> but, yes, <laughs> he fires the crossbow bolt. It's a guy for the, telling the story, and the crossbow bolt hits the guy, like, in the shoulder or in the shirt, and pins him to a wall. So then this man walks up to him. I knew a guy once who could take every coin out of your pockets just by smiling at you. Oh my god, he pinned him. You have the style to work high down, let alone the merchant's guild. You might want to find yourself a new line of work. Oh! So the dwarfin guy walks up and punches this guy in the face. And then he turns to us and tosses our coins back to us. Thank you. How do you do? Merrick Tethras, at your service. Okay. I apologize for Bartrand. He wouldn't know an opportunity if it hit him square in the jaw. But you would. Mm hmm. I would. What my brother doesn't realize is that we need someone like his you. brother. He would never admit it either. He's too proud. I, however, am quite practical. Um, are you in the expedition? No, no, no. You know who we are? What makes you so certain we can help? You know nothing about us. Oh, on the contrary. You've made quite the name for yourself over the last year. The name Hawk is on many lips these days. Not bad for a Ferelden fresh off the boat. <laughs> racist. Uh, fucking racist. And what about Bethany? You must have heard of my sister as well, then. Frankly, we go together. I'd rather you take the credit. <laughs> Madam, your secrets are safe with me. Madam! Find out what he's offering. We need a way into this expedition. Yeah. Lucky for Talia and Bethany, it turns out that Varric, the guy narrating the story, his brother is Bartrand, the guy who wouldn't let us on the expedition, and he is actually trying to recruit us for the expedition that we just tried so hard to get into. Oh, this is crazy. It's a crazy web of things. Yeah, so our plan was like, well, we should talk to Gamlet because maybe he'll know someone. And then we we barely walk two steps in the other direction. And then suddenly someone pops up who's like, okay. I, I want to bring okay. you onto the expedition. Okay. No, okay. He's not a reliable narrator <laughs> because he placed himself into the story so conveniently. So do you think it, it happened some other way? Yes. Okay, so perhaps... This is where I yell bullshit. He, that's narratively That's impossible. true, because it was kind of a cool intro. He, yeah. like, shot and pinned someone to a wall. Mm -hmm. He rips the arrow out of his shoulder and punches him in the face. So maybe it was more like he just kind of, like, happened upon them mm -hmm. and didn't even know who they uh, were. And he was like, oh, Hawk? <laughs> maybe he overheard that we were trying to get on the expedition and he just wanted the credit of getting someone impressive. I don't know. But it does make sense that this is a little too convenient. Yeah. You're a little too smooth. You're going awfully far out of your way just to hire another guard. We don't need another hireling. We need a partner. Invest in the expedition. 50 sovereigns and he can't... Whoa, well, I'm not rich, okay? Not me there to vouch <laughs> for you. I don't have much coin. It sounds interesting. But if I had any gold, I wouldn't need this job. Yeah. You need to think big. The treasure you find down there 
could set you and your family up for life. I think we have to take it. Better to work our way into this expedition than sit around waiting to be thrown in the gallows. Bethany's on board, uh, but Varric tells us that in order to get into the expedition, we need to contribute 50 sovereign, which is 50 gold, which is money that Talia does not have, because as we know, she and Bethany have no money. <laughs> they just had to work the last year. I don't know if they get income or if it's just for like citizenship. or I, Like, I have no clue how that works, but I, they don't have any money. And so even though, I mean, we like Varric. Yeah, he's he's fine. So far, he's had a, a charming entrance. Do it. Why is not? there more investigating? Um, so how could you help me? I know everyone in this city worth knowing. That's good. I can help you find the jobs you need, and if you don't need me for that, there's always Bianca. When he says there's always Bianca, a woman just suddenly appears and yes. says, I'm Bianca! Come, yeah, she just appears over his shoulder. <laughs> it's like, who are you? <laughs> actually, no, Bianca. It's 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 actually more embarrassing than that. Yeah, and, and she is over his shoulder. <laughs> yes, as a crossbow. Yeah, it's it's the crossbow. He's one of those men who who names his stuff. You know what? I that's, he names his gun. You know what? Like a man, I've named my my uh my objects like my car. <laughs> Bianca, <laughs> who's Bianca? You named your crossbow. Oh. And why not? She's a beauty. Isn't that right, sweetheart? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> he talks. He like, in the corner of his mouth, he's like, Yes, it is, honey. I'm supposed to trust you? What's to stop you from taking my investment and running? You'll be traveling with the expedition, and I'll be at your side. If I cross you, you'll be the first one to know, and I'll be the last. At this point... Varric essentially agrees to join our party. He says that Bianca, his crossbow, will be there to help alongside us and says we can trust him because basically saying, well, you know, I won't backstab you because if I did, then you would just kill me. It's just this logic of like, <laughs> you would be the first to know if I backstabbed you. Anyway, it was a nice quip. I like him. Why not? <laughs> it's not like I had anything better planned. <laughs> Perfect. Kirkwell's crawling with work. You set aside some coin from every job and you'll have the money in no time. Maybe Aveline can find us some work. She's got a position with the <gasps> city guard now. Oh my gosh! We should talk privately when oh. She got a job with the city guard. Oh. After this conversation, a bunch of new quests open up. So we just learned that there's this expedition. We are joining this expedition alongside Varric, who's now in our party. Mm -hmm. And we need 50 sovereigns in order to join. So we have the idea to speak to Aveline, who we learn is now uh, working with the city guard. And she supposedly knows a I'm job so we can get. Her. I'm so proud of her. Me too. She, you know what? We have resorted to a life of crime. <laughs> but Aveline, she she's a mo of moral high ground. She's <laughs> she a, is. She is. You know what? I feel like Wesley would be proud. Wesley would be proud. And so are we. I know. Um, so we get a bunch of quests to like talk to her, talk to Varric and whatnot, and we finally have the opportunity to kind of run around High Town and the rest of Kirkwall. <laughs> Are we? Uh, is Talia a lesbian? No, we already played a gay person. But yeah. we'll see what naturally happens. What naturally? Who we naturally? We'll decide when we get there. Now that we're in control, the first thing we would like to do is check. If those two mysterious characters are really Sandal and Bowden, and not just, you know, former models <laughs> that they just threw in there just to give some space. Not just guards <laughs> that they used the model for. Yeah. Is there anyone we can get? Wait, isn't this, this is who I thought, it is Sandal! 
And Bowden! What the hell? What are you two doing here? Bowden, Fedic, purveyor of goods, both common and rare, at your service. And this is my son, Sandal, who oh, is as brilliant an enchanter as you'll ever find. Last we saw you, you were in the Hello. <gasps> we shall be accompanying oh. your expedition and providing the needed supplies. It's all quite exciting, isn't it? Oh. Turns out the reason that Bowden and Sandal are here is because they're going to be joining on this expedition into the deep roads. Now, I, I, I have something to say. Yeah, please. Okay. When we first met them, yeah. they don't want anything to do oh, no. with bad stuff, with danger. And now they're, you know what? It could be with their time with Stevan. Yeah. They've, le- exactly. they've gotten a backbone. That was going to be exa- my exact retort. And you know what? I'm, this is a character development. You know yes. what? I'm happy for them. See, no negativity there. I mean, that, <laughs> you, you're gearing up for it. I was gearing up for it, but then you know what? I stopped myself. <laughs> but that being said, my thought was actually, I feel like they shouldn't be doing this. Like, oh, they, they, they were better off in Ferelden. Oh, it's safer. Pharrell, it's, it's it's sad that we're saying Ferelden is safer. Like, this confirms that this occurs after Witch Hunt at this point. So we're well past everything that happened in Origins. But why did they even come? Just for this expedition is why they came here? The blight's over. I'm telling you, Sandal and Bowden, even though you're not going to get this reference, <laughs> Sandal and Bowden are the C-3PO and R2-D2 of Dragon Age. Okay. Because C-3PO and R2-D2 are in every Star Wars movie, regardless of whether- Every single one? Every single one. Wow. Whether or not they are necessary to the plot or not. Okay. Yeah, so far, they're checking that off. They're checking it off. And you see, they're an adorable duo- with some comedy. Yeah, they are. So, so they're there. They're yeah, there. That's, that's, that's what they the are. explanation. And anything around it, no matter how much danger it puts them in. That, that, yeah, <laughs> that's I'm just pretty, how it needs to I, be. I, whenever they're around, I'm pretty sure that nothing horrible is going to happen to them. Yeah, I mean, Sandal is pretty formidable. I mean, we, so it seems. I, I swear, this whole entire saga is going to end with an amazing battle between Sandal and Flemeth. <laughs> Oh, That's where this is He's her opposite. Yeah. <laughs> it's gotta be. What should she say? I'm all a tre- I'm all a tremble. The thought of adventure does make me giddy. Uh. <laughs> a kindred soul, surely. Do you wish no. to peruse my wares? Or perhaps make use of Sandal's unique talents? Enchantment? <gasps> we don't have anything to enchant. Your son's in an... Oh, how did you end up here? That's what I want to know. You two don't seem the sort to hire onto this sort of expedition. My son and I have never played it safe. Never captured a tried and true rose. (laughs) In fact, we have just (gasps) returned from adventures while accompanying the hero of Ferelden, legendary Grey Warden and Vanquisher of the Blight. You knew the hero of Ferelden? So you helped to defeat the Blight? In our small way, perhaps. We did not fight at the Grey Warden's side, of course. Oh. Oh. Pity how the hero met her end. For such a woman to die as she sued a great archdemon. (laughs) Tragic, if heroic, tale. Ah. But surely my past is hardly of interest to the likes of you. (laughs) Okay, we, we just met a little bit of a... But at least we're dead. Yeah. So that's the same. I feel like that's more important than the yeah. pronouns. We finally uh, hit a, 
an awkward situation with, yes. you know, remember, we could not bring Stevan's file into this. Right. So there are a little bit of changes here. Uh, for instance, the hero of Ferelden was a woman. She was a woman. Yes. But she still died. She still died. She still died killing the Archdemon. So it's not too bad. Yeah. Like the gender, it's fine. As we can say, Varric is lying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Varric just doesn't know. Yeah. The correct information. <laughs> He doesn't know about Ferelden history. <laughs> um, yes, yeah, so this is our first paradox. But thankfully, Dragon Age 2 orchestrates its narrative situation to allow us to hand wave it. I mean, just uh, Dragon Age 2, everything's female. The, even the... <laughs> <laughs> even the, the previous character who was established as male is now female. <laughs> <laughs> This is how we're gonna get an audience, Brandon. It's like Ocean's Eight. <laughs> this is a reboot. Oh my God! Okay, we're like Ghostbusters. Where are we going? Chris Hemsworth is the only good thing in the Ghostbusters remake. Oh, I haven't seen it. Oh, it's terrible. Well, it's not terrible. It's just mediocre. But fucking oh, Chris I found Hemsworth. a new staff. It's just so hot. Almost weirdly hot. I mean, like weird. It's like, who did he make a deal with? You know. Oh, it's a better staff. Here you go, Bethany. Thank you. She looks cool, too. Yes, look at her. It's like, I'm... The I don't like the hair, though. That's the only thing. Cut I wish we could, like, cut her hair differently. Cut your fucking hair, Bethany. If this were real life, I would try to, like... <laughs> I'm not gonna assault her. I'm just gonna say, like... I hate your bangs. Yeah, like, maybe we could switch up your hairstyle. Maybe you would like this helmet. <laughs> <laughs> this is just so ugly. I mean, you already have helmet hair. Why are you giving me a helmet? It's like, oh, because you're so beautiful, we're shielding you from unworthy eyes. Here I come. <laughs> Mrs. Fairy Universe. What's the blooming rose? Walking around this high town area of Kirkwall eventually <laughs> lets us find our way to somewhere called the Blooming Rose. And that's not the name of something you can just walk past. Oh no, what what could it be? It's probably, uh, it's probably a nice restaurant where you can have <laughs> upscale dinners with your family. They have a, they probably have a Bloomin' Onion in there. Exactly, yeah, I mean, yeah. Oh my God, the, the Bloomin' Rose should have a Bloomin' Onion. Ooh, like a restaurant where every dish is based on like, some sort of flower. Oh. That would be amazing. It's always blooming. <laughs> and instead of bread, it's a bowl of sunflower seeds. Oh, yeah. Oh my god, we're opening this restaurant. I can't wait for Talia to try it out. That sounds sexual. That sounds very sexual. I'm excited to find out what it is. We Well, I learned what a rosebud was last night. That's true. You're welcome. It turns out the Blooming Rose is a brothel. Yes. Who could have guessed? I mean, with a name like that, it's, it's, it's reminiscent of Georgia O'Keeffe's paintings. Excuse me? You know that Georgia O'Keeffe's paintings are highly sexual? I, I'm not familiar. Oh, they're, they're paintings of flowers that look Ooh. a lot like um flowers. A, a reproductive organ. Oh, okay. I see. Uh, that's exciting. I definitely have to check them out. Yes, this is the first thing I knew as a child from art class. The first thing? The first thing. I was like, yes, Georgia O'Keeffe's flowers <laughs> look like a vagina. Do you know where you first learned this? I learned this in like fourth or fifth grade. Oh, I learned it from Family Guy. Damn it, Manny. I'm sorry. I was really young. This is why when I have children, they're not allowed to watch cartoons. <laughs> hello, everyone. Hello, hello. Hello. Are there men in this brothel? Who's in this brothel? Are you brotheling right now? 
Should we know what? We should at least have one straight relationship. That's what I'm games. thinking too. And we should really just use it in this one. Oh my god, these elves look so much different than they did in the old game. They look more different than humans. Yeah. In this game. They're like really like weirdly disproportionate. Like yeah, they they made them more distinct from humans in this game. Mm -hmm. Which I kind of like. Yeah. They're not just like smaller humans. With this ears. And not like every person has the same exact model. The elves in this game uh, look actually extremely different from uh, Dragon Age Origins. There they is, do. and I actually do like it uh, the way how they are present represented here. Oh, they um, because the elves in the last game they kind of just look like humans with pointy ears. They did. Sometimes you can't even tell. Yeah, unless you elves. look at the ears. In this game, it's a little bit more the, like their proportions are really weird. Like they kind of, <laughs> like they're small but have like normal sized heads yeah they're they're really tiny that i mean sound like like little like like ants like, like, okay, like they're very slender very slender yeah uh, and shorter than humans yeah but they still have the longer the ears look more defined i think the ears are longer and i think that they stick they stick out out more whereas before they sticked back yeah yeah and they have like they, i feel like their eyes are less human and shaped as well. And their faces are more like like they have sl slimmer eyes and, and slimmer face structure. Yeah, they have like sharper jaws and like chins and like stuff. Like there is something otherworldly about them. They're not just like a normal like, oh, yeah. I just have pointy ears. Look how fucking magical I am. Yeah. And maybe it is like an evolution of the art style because yeah. in the books and whatnot they always say like that whenever they're describing an elf which they do a lot because king merrick has a fetish for them <laughs> <laughs> at this point it's not even a preference but every time he always like has at least one moment in the book where he describes an elf in like horny detail <laughs> oh am i wrong you're not wrong and he always mentions, I feel like he always mentions how like slim they are and stuff. And I feel like this is more of a representation of that than in Origins, where it, there was like no difference. You know what I mean? Yeah. That was an amulet. <laughs> I'm just stealing from this brother. I'm really digging this uh, female theme that we're going with. Yeah. For this season. I mean, Varric, his crossbow's female. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so digging this female theme going on. Because not only is this season named after one of the most female-centric films <laughs> of the past, like, decade, uh -huh. we have an all-female cast. Plus Varric. Plus Varric. We basically retconned the, the previous season by <laughs> making the previous hero a female now. Steva. Steva. Stephanie. Stephanie. <laughs> Who is thinking Stephanie? Or maybe it's like Gwen Stefani. Gwen Stefani. <laughs> <laughs> <Baby mama. laughs> okay. Uh, so our uncle's in this brothel. Walking around this brothel, we're trying to find our uncle. We uh, stumble into this uh, white-haired, <laughs> very, very stern-looking woman. Yeah, and she, her hair is literally white. Yes. It is the color white. Well, hello. Ferelden, are you? <laughs> we are not a charitable organization, Sarah. <laughs> if you cannot pay, you will have to take your lonely self elsewhere. Is that clear? I'm not here to have sex. Two sovereigns for premium service, Whoa. one sovereign for standard service. Fifty silver, and someone may touch you. Briefly. 
I'm not interested. Two bits in a tumble? Of course. Uh, yeah, that was way cheaper. Poverty had nothing to do with your decision, I'm sure. Okay, you don't have to... I'm coming here to have a good time, and you're just, like, accosting me. Where's my uncle? This woman is awfully prejudiced. No, no, just say it bluntly, Brandon. She's a motherfucking rape racist. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that too. She, as soon as she sees us, she's like, oh, you're Ferelden? You can't afford anything in here. Granted, she's correct. <laughs> but it still doesn't feel good to be profiled. It, it, it's like... How, did you, how do you think that makes me feel? I had to run away from a country that was trying to be destroyed by a blight. And you're just going to be mean to me? Yeah. I had to run away. I have my family. She's with, take, what, what moral high ground does she yeah, have? Yeah, she's running a, a prostitute ring here. <laughs> Hell yeah. Yeah, you're the fucking moral high ground of Kirkwall. Shut up, lady. Yeah, she's, she's not the best. And then <laughs> the other gem of Kirkwall is right behind her. It's our uncle. And he doesn't even have anything to say to us except for one measly line i won't mention this to your mother if you don't that's it okay <laughs> that's all we have to say about that the merchandise is up front ew the merchandise let me see the merchandise are we sure the merchandise wasn't just a gift shop <laughs> you know i would hope so but yeah. i've lost all faith yeah i mean i'm just our uncle is just a dirty man, and he has no money, and and he's just wasting it away on prostitutes and gambling. It's disgusting. It's it, all, that, that money's needed to care for himself and his family. He thinks this is him caring for himself. He oh, he, he probably does. He thinks this is what he deserves. You know what, Brandon? I'm gonna I'm gonna put you in the mind of of gambling here because we remember his sister and nieces. Yeah came here for help and i feel like he hasn't cared about his damn sister uh, yeah for years he hasn't asked how she's been doing <laughs> how he, like it doesn't even I seem like there's a that. relationship between talia bethany and gamlin like they feel like they've never they've never seen each other i mean they talk about him like oh we should ask gamlin because he's like the only connection that they have to anyone in kirkwall but even then they still don't trust him yeah like this is not it's it's a toxic i feel like you know and he got them in. Like, yeah. they're grateful for him for doing that. Yeah, but, but I, I feel like he got them in because he felt like he had to do it because they're family. Not because he actually loves yeah. them. Maybe he, like, wants to, but he just, like... Well, being alone, he's been alone. He's not... He doesn't have the drive to actually work to care for anyone. Maybe Gamlin's depressed. Maybe and, he and is. He's depressed, and this is the only way. Maybe, maybe he thought the love of a family would would solve his oh, depression. Man, that's possible. And but it, it hasn't. And there's something missing. And you know what? There should have been a mission <laughs> where we could solve Gamlin's uh, mental health. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't. I wouldn't count on it. Don't but, count on but it. But we can follow this narrative thread further and see what else we can pick from Gamlin's story arc. But we do leave the brothel at this point. Already a year has passed. This has been a quick day, huh? Yes. <laughs> it feels like just yesterday we were uh, on the boat coming here, and now we're just trying to get money to go on an expedition to try to not be impoverished. Oh, there's a lot of stuff to do. Talk to Varric in Lowtown's Hanged Man pub. Find a way, bring 50 sovereigns to Bartrand. Aveline may have information about working in the city guard. Talk to her. Go to Gamlin's home. Deliver flameless amulet. Look at all the shit we have to do. <laughs> Let's do this. Well, what, what, what's on the map here? Because there's a Viscount's Keep. Okay, so that's Abilene. Sebastian. Do you want to see what that is? Sure. <laughs> what about our dog? We should name our dog. 
I kind of want something because we had Savage. It's a female. It's definitely a female dog, and her name is. Should it be like menacing or pretty? I feel like pretty. Pretty. Jules. Jules. How's it spelled? J e w e l e s. J. I was or J u l e s. I was say J u l e s. Like the like the unit of. Like energy, yeah, jewels. Isn't that how jewels is spelled? I you think so. I want to make sure. <laughs> Talia and jewels. And Bethany. And Bethany. We're all family here. J O U L E S. J U L E S. J J. Let's just see if it means something. Jewels. It's a French baby name. Again, French, and it means youthful. <laughs> Welcome to the party. Welcome to the party, jewels. Alright, come on. So we got a new puppy. We do. We Jules. finally named her. Yes. Jules. Jules. Yes. Oh, I'm so happy. <laughs> Me too. I like the name Jules. It's so different from Salvage. Yes. Like, I feel like Jules is a house dog that was forced to run away from their home. But now this dog is stronger than ever. Oh my and God. And she's still Jules. I love, I love this whole women reboot theme that we have. Me too. It's just, it's like, I, I, it's. It it gives us an excuse to have the the inconsistencies <laughs> in a fun way. Yeah. I'm I'm a big fan. I think Jules is a welcome addition. Mm-hmm. We have Jules, Talia, Bethany, our mother, uh, Aveline, Aveline, all these females just killing it. Uh and we finally make our way to the chantry following where this quest marker that said Sebastian was. And we see a very dramatic scene. Between this very regal-looking man and one of the priests of the Chantry. Sebastian. Oh, wait, I do have my helmet on. Stop this madness. The Chantry cannot condone revenge, Sebastian. (laughs) It is my right, my duty, to show these assassins there is nowhere in the free marches to hide. What is happening? You're pretty. This is murder. Whoa. No. Whoa! What happened to my family was murder. This scene deserves an Oscar. <laughs> oh my, my god. My god, it's it's just like it's like so... he, he's hamming it up. Well, it's not hamming it. so dramatic. It's just like oh, it's like and a, the music is it's so out dramatic. of a novella. It really is. She's like this is this is murder. We don't condone revenge in the chantry. No. My family. <laughs> <laughs> What happened to my family was murder. <laughs> was murder. Was murder. I don't know what exactly his accent is. It's. I think it's Irish. I think. It might be Scottish? No, I've watched enough Doctor Who oh. to know the Scot. Um, well, I don't know. The Scottish, I used to like no, like be a little bit... Uh, Enamored. Not like... When I first heard the Scottish accent, I was confused on what the hell they were saying. Mm-hmm. Uh, it took until like Doctor Who that I started to know exactly what. The hell oh, they like were. even understand them. Like to even understand it, I was like, "Oh, I get it now." <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um. So what he does is he puts up a like a post on the Chanter's board, which seems to be asking for revenge against something that happened on his family, and the Chantry's like, "We don't condone murder." And then he shoots an arrow. And I'm pretty sure this is the revered mother. So he has to get arrested. I think it's the revered mother. It might just be another priest. It might just be a mother. We need a... Either way, he shoot an arrow at... He shot an arrow at her. And then it pins the message to the board. He could have shot it at her hand by accident. He could have shot her fucking hand. Or her head. Or her neck. Or her shoulder. Police. He shoots an arrow at a priest. 
So and, and and you and you yell at me because I stepped into a brothel. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> so this guy, he's very holier than thou already. Mm-hmm. But he he walks away and he walks past us and we kind of just look on without saying anything. Like what the hell was that? Um, <laughs> but then we approach the chanter's board to see what he put up there. Okay, what what did he put up here? The ruling Vi- Vale family in Starkhaven, my family, was brutally murdered. Oh. Down to the youngest babe in arms. This massacre was carried out by members of the Flint Mercenary Company. I hereby offer a bounty on the head of each Flint Company soldier in the Kirkwall vicinity. Oh, jeez. No shit about revenge. It turns out that what Sebastian has posted onto the Chanter's board is a, <laughs> a story about how all of his family has been killed by the Flint Mercenary Company. And he wants whoever takes this mission to kill every Flint Mercenary Company member in the Kirkwall vicinity. I don't know if the ones in the Kirkwall vicinity are the ones that even had anything to do with his family's death, considering he's from a different, like, kingdom. He's from Stark Haven. Maybe that's in the same country. I really don't know how the <laughs> how the politics here works. But I can see why the Chantry wouldn't want this. It's basically a post that says, kill all these people in this area for me. <laughs> Search the Kirkwall docks at night for the Flint Company mercenaries. Go to Sundermount to find the Flint Company mercenaries. All right, we could do this at some point, I guess. Yeah. But in the meantime, what are we going to do? Talk to Aveline? Uh, I was going to go to Lowtown first. What, what was there again? We just said Lowtown. Go to Lowtown. Which one says that? A new home. Oh, go to Gamlin's home in Lowtown? Yeah. Okay. I want to see where this little fuck lives. It turns out that the stuff with Sebastian is actually a DLC side quest called Duty. Uh, <laughs> I don't know why I said it like that. Why did you say it called like Duty? Because his whole story is a big hunk of duty. It's, it is a hunk of duty, but uh, what a piece of shit! <laughs> he really is uh, crap. Crap. <laughs> uh, anyway, after this, we try to make our way instead to Lowtown, which is where Gamlin's house is. Who names these people? Like, it's go- very on the nose. It's like, let's go to Lowtown. It's Lowtown and Hightown. I mean, I mean Hightown is physically higher it than is. Lowtown. Yeah, it's really like fucked up. I mean, you look at the world map and it's like Hightown is literally the castle on a hill. And then you have Lowtown, which is the slums beneath it. Do you think, um, oh my God. <gasps> Do you th- the slaves lived in Lowtown, right? No, the slaves were kept in the gallows. Oh which my is by god! I thought this could be like Prince of Egypt, <laughs> like because like the Hebrew slaves lived in the like, a shitty area. Okay, and uh, the Egyptians, of course, lived in the, in the pyramid. So I thought right. it was kind of something like that. It is very similar, and we did mention that this had a sort of Middle Eastern esque. Yes. Oh my god! This makes me want to watch Prince of Egypt, aka the best DreamWorks movie ever made. Ooh, there you go. But uh. I mean, the gallows are in the docks, so it's not exact. But it's similar. I mean, the docks are still, like, on the bottom end of the hill. Yeah. It's still at the bottom of the hill. Uh, but anyway, we start to make our way to Lowtown, but this gives us our first look at the world map, which yeah. has some cool features. It's very different. Like, so we are dealing with a much smaller map than uh, Ferelden. Like, Ferelden, we had, like, to go traverse yeah. through a whole country. <laughs> While this was just reversing a city. So it takes us only 
a couple of you know minutes yeah. to get from one place uh, unless kind of good unless in dagna's time it takes fucking three weeks <laughs> God, to get no, from this, high town to low this town. cannot be dagna time <laughs> but what is uh what is cool about it is because it's one city and it's one large city for the majority if not the entirety of the game we get to visit the locations much more frequently and in varied orders it's not like origins where you're in the deep roads forever you're in the elven mm-hmm. area forever you kind of you get to visit each place interwoven and you know what i think honestly it's a positive because you get to have a closer relationship with the locations with the city you get you get to have much more of a connect like a a deeper relationship with the people in the city and with the and and the city itself like the city itself is almost like another character that's true it kind of like it feels a little bit like this is your home Uh uh-huh whereas in origins you were sort of nomadic like like in origins traveling from place to place like there were some memorable sites in oh in each place but i never felt like i was connected like i was connected to it there was no base there was no base like there was not there's nothing felt like home yeah the closest thing would be i guess Redcliffe. i guess but even that's like that just happens to be where one of our allies is Mm -hmm. you know yeah whereas yeah dragon issue you do get an area and both are like great options yeah. but i do like that this does something different it, 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 the, the city itself is its own character that's it, true it is its own character and you know what it evolves just exactly. like all the characters do that's what i, I that's what i personally like in stories mm-hmm. when a location when like the actual location has a character of its own not that's... like you like it's fucking talking but like it has a welcome welcome Talia. welcome Taya to <laughs> to well, I, the name is now escaping me. Kirkwall. Kirk my name's Kirk, and here's my wall. <laughs> uh, but no, like it has a personality to it, it, it and yeah. you get to know about it more. I mean, the personality is terrible. Oh, it's terrible. Like it has the personality of a slave owner. Oh, yeah. But it, <laughs> but it still is. But very to me, cool. honestly, I I've never felt more connected to a game world. Wow. Uh than like this. Wow. Because. It, it, I, because it, the world changes. You get a strong connection. To yeah. It. And something that's cool just on like a gameplay level of this map and this setting as well is that you can visit the same locations in day and night, sort of as if they're different areas of the map. Mm-hmm. So you get to see every area in the two different states. And it, and it changes. It changes. You got, you, you got certain things that happen at night in certain areas. And you yeah. have certain like, like just imagine Logetown at fucking night. You could, That's you not could... somewhere you want to be. Mm-mm. Yeah. So we we get our first glimpse of what all of this encompasses at this point. So this is the world map. Interesting. So this is the map of Kirkwall during the day, and you can also go by night. Oh. That's kind of cool. And then there's the like greater area, Sundermount, and the Wounded Coast. Are we in this place for the rest of the game? The city. Yeah. Oh, in this seems or like this general area because yeah. this is the this is outside the city technically because mm. it's like the mountains. So are we never going to Ferelden? We're here now, because they said Lothring's destroyed. So this is our new home. Mm. We choose on the map to go to Low Town during the day. During the day, so we're not going to get stabbed. Yes. Um, we arrive here, and uh, this place is uh, it's different. It's <laughs> definitely uh. Uh, it looks like we just entered a location that was ravaged by a sandstorm. Yes. It looks like we just entered Agrabah from <laughs> Aladdin. <laughs> but like the area.
area that Aladdin lives in, where the street rats live. <laughs> That's just what imagine, this feels like. I'm just imagining Aladdin running around this area with the guards chasing him because he stole some bread, and then he gets stabbed because this is the true reality. Yeah. And then he dies, and that's the end of the movie. Yep. Or he has to brutally murder all the guards, because that's just how it works here in Dragon Age. Um, Holy so shit. So it's not a pretty sight. Oh, God. Wow. Okay. We went from, like, pretty to... Well, because before we were in high town. Now we're in... This is low town. But you know who is here? Ooh. Lady Elegant. <laughs> is it a superhero? Bye-bye. If it isn't Hawk. Still up to old tricks, Elegant. Lady Elegant, if you don't mind. I'm a married woman now. Last time we met, you were still in Athenral's employ. <laughs> Things have been going well since then. I don't like her. No complaints. Yeah, she looks like a bitch. Could be better. <laughs> Could be worse. <laughs> You may recall I sometimes provided potions for a Thenril. I'd be willing to extend you the same courtesy if you like. All right, thank you for that. Oh, so we can make potions here. So we're getting used to Low Town. Low Town, we're getting used to it. Um, yeah, it's protected by Lady Elegant by night. Apparently, yes. <laughs> she just stands on top like Captain Marvel. Yeah, <laughs> on a building. And something that I don't like about her design, and I'm just gonna say it here. Do you remember when we talked about Anora? Yes, and we mentioned that her boobs were, like, form-fitted to her shirt. Yeah, it kind of looked like like marble. Yeah, like, her entire boob, like, even the underboob, the shirt is just, like, perfectly tucked under it <laughs> so that you could see the entire yeah. shape. That's what her shirt is yeah. like. And I just love that we call her elegant, and she goes, It's Lady, lady Elegant. I love that. You silly bitch. I'm the ladiest here in all like, of Lowtown. I feel like Lady Elegant represents the patriarchy Doesn't right Lady now. Elegant sound like a porn star name? <laughs> it does, sadly. Like, like, not like, not like a dirty porn star, but like, you know, like a high class Like one. a really high class Like worker. a really high class. She does. She does. And like she treats her, like her acting seriously. Yeah. And I'm sure, you know, I'm sure she's in a very happy marriage. Like I don't fault her for that. I just feel like she represents the patriarchy of like oh i'm married now that's that's what gives my life purpose and it's like what are you doing hawk are you even in love are you a lesbian yeah as if, as if she's above people because she's owned by a man like that's just the energy that i get from her you know what she has very low self-esteem if she's gonna treat me like i'm a piece of shit you know what that's that's her thought i know that i'm better than her. yeah i kind of feel bad for calling her a bitch just because i feel like she's just so much of a victim she is system. a victim. I mean, she lives in the, in the, in a poorest part of town. Yeah, she makes potions she for makes smugglers. She makes potions for smugglers. And you know what? If this is what gives her happiness, you know what? Just send her a wish. Send her a nice yes, wish. Yes, I'll send her a prayer and hope that the maker shines upon her. But we make our way to somewhere that probably also needs our prayers. The Hanged Man. Because uh, before we get to Gamelin, we're going to stop at the tavern in Lowtown and it's called The Hanged Man. And outside of the front door is a, <laughs> this sign, which is of a hanging man. It's like a cardboard sculpture yes. of a hanging man hanging upside down above the door, which is very, very welcoming. All right, The Hanged Man. Ah, speaking of a hanged man. <laughs> my goodness. This is a bar? This is a bar. I like it, though. That's character. It's like an old warehouse. It does look like an old warehouse. Now that we're in the Hanged Man, this is actually the location we have to be at anyway to talk with Varric for that little side quest. All right, Varric, we're here. So, here's the thing. We need to find a way into the Deep Roads. 
Bartrand can lead us to the right place once we're down there, but we need a good entrance. <laughs> do we, do have we have a bad entrance? entrance? Any entrance would do, wouldn't it? Well, unless a dragon's sitting in it, I suppose. Oh. We would. need an entrance that's close to our destination, but isn't already plundered or filled with darkspawn. Fortunately, I've received some new information. Okay. There's a Grey Warden in the city. If anyone knows how to get down there, it'll be him. Turns out, Varric has a Grey Warden contact here who might be able to tell us a good way into the Deep Roads. Uh, I thought we'd be done with the Grey Wardens. Their <laughs> story is done. We already had Viandrea. We already had Stevan. We need to be away from these guys. <laughs> All they bring is trouble. So, oh, you think so? I mean, we know a lot of Grey Wardens. So there's a good chance it's someone we know. Mm, that's true. Or it's someone totally random. Yeah, it could be like, I don't know. He's like, my name's Dave. I'm a great warden. You want to get in the deep roads? I don't know why he has like a Prox accent. <laughs> it's probably Dave. It is Dave. But we, we take him up on this because this is a good lead. Let's do it your way. Sounds like you have it all planned out, Varric. And that, Messer, is why I'm here. Suppose he has that low v-neck. Yeah, super low. Like all the way down. A low town woman named Lorene has been helping the Pharrell. Lorene. We talked to her. Maybe we learn where he is. I'll keep after my contacts. See if I can <laughs> Every time I think of contacts now, I'll keep after my contacts. Jesus Christ. Wow, Varric Friendship is 15. All for listening to him talk. Thus ends episode three of Enchantment. Here we go again. And it was, you know what? We got to know our, our home. We did. We got to, we we met some new faces. We saw a dramatic person. Yeah. Uh, we saw some telenovela scenes. We saw some telenovela scenes. We, we had a Lady superhero. Elegant. We yeah. have a superhero. We have uh, We went uh, to a brothel. We went to a brothel. A lot happened. We met the guy. The narrator. The narrator. Yeah, Varric. So, yeah, we made some good progress. We learned about this expedition. Mm-hmm. So we're, we're setting the stage for what the rest of this first half of the game is going to look like. Moving into the next episode, we're going to be figuring out what this warden's deal is. But uh, before that, we still have some duties for the rest of this episode. Yes. Because we have some enchantment wrecks to, to deliver to you in a, in a basket. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> so, Brandon, you go first. Sure. Um, this is really quick. I am going to suggest glasses cleaner, which I recently bought because my glasses are dirty. Okay. Calm down there. <laughs> they are filthy, everyone. Wait, no. <laughs> they are not cl- God damn it! I'm trying to make it not as sexual as possible. There's dirt on them. They're smudged. They're smudged! Yes. Um, they're smudged because they keep getting rubbed. <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> um... Yeah, so it's called the Koala Cleaner, and they're glass cleaner, and also good for your screens. So I've been using them. Oh, very nice. Uh, no, you that's really all I got to say. Your glasses do look very shiny and clean today. Oh, I didn't use it today, but thank you. No problem. I, I have it at work, because I didn't have anything to clean my glasses at work. Oh. And I always rub my face in exasperation, just like, ah! And so now I have something to clean them once I'm, like, <laughs> calmed down. That's not true at all. <laughs> all right, so my Amazon recommendation um, it's for you Disney fans out there 
Who's the leader of the club that's made for you and me? The Illuminati. Yes. And also Mickey Mouse. <laughs> um, I have an Apple Watch. Yes. And um, I was like, you know what? I want a Disney style Apple Watch. I had a rainbow Apple Watch band for a while. And I was like, it's time for a change. And I got the Apple Watch uh, cartoon Mickey ears case with the Nike soft silicone protective cover. Okay. It is actually, it is a, basically it is a watch band. It's a sport watch band for your mm-hmm. Apple watch. And it has Mickey ears on it. So it's adorable. It does. Yeah. He has a nice Mickey watch. And also, yeah, my, like my, my Apple watch face is Mickey mouse. So like, it's like totally like, like right now at the moment, I have a lot of Mickey mouse shit and it's, a, it's more than what I usually have. Actually. And, I mean, you normally have a lot. I have a lot, but now I have like my Apple watch and my phone case. Do you want to, oh, do you want to like play Mickey telling the time? For everyone to hear. Oh, sure. It's 7.56. Good evening. <laughs> Thank you, Michael. <laughs> My, no one calls him Michael Mouse. Um, I don't think Michael is the I, version. I of don't it. know. Is Mickey short for Michael? I think Mickey short for Michael. We'll find that out. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's a very cute Apple Watch band. Uh, it does come in a variety of colors. Mine's currently red and black. That makes um, sense. But it does come in black and green. Is there a mini version? Um, I'm pretty sure there is a mini version, not on the one that I have. Oh, uh, but I'm I have seen a Minnie Mouse Apple Watch. I mean, in the in the spirit of Enchantment, here we go again. I feel like that should also be yes. provided. I mean, the co- like the closest thing to like a mini, even though I feel like that's kind of stereotypical, is like is the a, pink is one. the white and pink one. You just put like a pink bow on it. And it's, oh, it's mini. Though I feel like except it's white. It's white and his, the ears are white, and I don't really like it. Yeah, that doesn't make sense. Yes, to me. but um, there you go. All right, All right, so and then uh, let's just let's just do our spiel if you want sure. to. Uh, we we really need to clean this up. Yeah, I feel like it's always just throwing shit at the wall. Yeah, let's try to be let's try to be methodological. Ready? Okay, yeah. Facebook, Twitter, at Enchantment Cast, email Enchantment at gmail dot com. Uh, see, I already fucked up, and that made me sound like a robot. <laughs> Discord. Enchantmentcast.com/discord. Listen, listen, just copy and paste the last thing that we said in the previous episode. Just put it here. Yeah. Here. Okay. I feel like this is the most efficient way. Enchantmentcast.com and everything else is slash the thing I say. Yeah. Discord, Patreon, Apple, which is for Apple Podcasts, where you can rate and review us. Audible, Amazon, Rex. Uh. Um. Uh. Darn it. OnlyFans. OnlyFans. <laughs> Pornhub. <laughs> You can look at our variety collections on Pornhub. What we what what Brandon likes and what I like. Yeah, I think we're done here. I think we're good. As always, you're, I'm you're Brandon. Oh, and you're Manny. And this has been Enchantment. And enjoy the rest of your stay at Disney's Magic Kingdom. Oh my God! You said-